I hated God because he allowed my stepmother to torture me like I was a prisoner and no one ever knew it. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how easy it is to grow up hating God due to extreme horrible situations that happen in life. You know, all of us can live through very difficult situations. And when our eyes see horrible things, it can be tempting to not believe in the existence of God. I mean, people usually think, How can a loving God allow for bad things to happen? Or say things like, if God was real, maybe those bad things would have never happened to me. Well, today we're going to hear from Gina Gomez, who was literally tortured by her stepmother in abuse, but she was forced to keep it secret her whole life. And later on in life, she didn't believe in God, but rather sought out what the devil could do for her by practicing witchcraft. Until Jesus revealed himself to her in a very real way, and brought healing into her life. Can't wait to hear about it. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Evangelist Aaron. I'm glad to be here. Gina, I'm so glad you're joining us. And I do believe we're going to learn a lot about how physical abuse from your stepmother really shaped your life so much. And I understand you overcame a lot of physical abuse that it was to the point of torture. I understand your real mom, though, died when you were only four. Tell us what you remember of her. Yes, my mother, she was an alcoholic and she was diabetic and she also suffered from deep depression where she will cut herself sometimes Mm. and that would cause her to have to go to the hospital and unfortunately she lost her life when I was four. Oh dear. And she died from diabetes? From the drinking. Drinking. Oh gosh. Her organs failed. Now, what about your dad? What was he like? Well, my dad, he also suffered from drinking. So both him and my mom would drink. My dad, he wasn't able to be there for me much when I was younger. Mm. And he did have two jobs. But, you know, him and my mom constantly fought because they were always drinking. So that's what I remember. So it wasn't super healthy at home growing up when you were younger. But then the night when your mom was passing away, I understand there was someone taking care of you while your dad was with your mom at the hospital. Who was that? Yeah, before the passing of my mom, there was a lady that would take care of me. She was a neighbor downstairs. So when my mom would have her little times that she had to go to the hospital, she would watch me. Mm. So my dad trusted her and my dad would often leave me with her when he had to take care of my mom. Wow. And she was good with you, yeah? When I stayed at her house, she was good. She would feed me and she would take care of me because she had another son. So I would play with him when I was at her house. Wow. So it looked good. But then I understand this person became someone. Yes, at that moment, it looked good. But once my mother passed away, my father trusted this woman and they started a relationship. Mm. Her and her son moved in with us. And that's when things started changing. It wasn't the same anymore. Really? It turns abusive? Uh, Yes. She started controlling me right away, even though I was only four years old. Really? I remember that I was starting school and this is the first time I remember her 
telling me, oh, you know, before you go to school, you have to clean the house. If you don't clean the house before the bus comes, you can't go to school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that. I did what she told me to do. I tried my best to do it. But after a couple of days, she started hitting me with a belt because things weren't done her way. I see. And you're like four, five. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So you're trying your hardest to clean. She is, you know, doing this. And I understand because you were a little girl, you were at first wanting to help her. You're like, yes, I'll help you, stepmom. And maybe you even viewed this woman as like a mom, right? I did because when she moved in with us, I remember my dad asking me a question. Do you want to call her mom or do you want to call her her name? Hmm. I said, I want to call her mom. So in my view, she was going to treat me as a mom. Oh. But that was not the case. So how abusive did it get here? It started with the belt. If I didn't do things, of course, I would miss school and I would get a beating. She would just start hitting me, slapping me in the face. She would start slamming my face in the wall. Oh, Things just started progressing. She was no longer using a belt, but then she was using the cords of the iron. The cords of an iron. So like to plug in the iron. Oh, ow. Yeah, and that would cut my skin open. Wow. Those were very hurtful moments that I remember with that. And when that wasn't enough, she started burning my hands and feet in the stove. What? So she will heat up the stove and place my hands there. And due to that, now my hands are scarred. They are very rough. The skin layer is completely gone. Oh my gosh. I've been to doctors and it's just there. I have to carry those scars on my hands. Looking back, how did this emotionally traumatize you? Can you describe that a little bit? I was very silent. I was very afraid. She would threaten me not to speak. If I would speak, I would get more beatings. Really? And of course, I didn't want to get beatings. So I couldn't speak. I was very quiet. I remember that I would fall asleep crying a lot. And I just questioned why I was alive. I didn't know why my life was like this. Did you tell your dad? That's the thing. My dad had two jobs, so he was barely home. Hmm. And when he would come home, she already knew. So she would tell me, if you tell your dad, you're going to get a beating the next day. Wow. And she made sure I was in bed before my dad got home because of all the crying. My face was kind of sore. So she didn't want my dad to see my face swollen. So he never really picked up on it. No, he seemed like he did not. Now that we talk, maybe it's different, but back then he didn't have any idea what was happening. I gave no signs because of fear. And did she treat her kids like this or is it just you? No, with her children, she was not like that. It was only me. Okay, so you were being singled out, like Cinderella situation. Yes, yes. But very abusive, not just being mean. But, you know, I understand she was mean, actually. She called you certain names. What kind of names was she calling you all the time? Yeah, when she was beating me or when she was angry, she would say, like, you're good for nothing. Oh, man. You're ugly. You're an idiot. Oh. She would call me a lot of curse words. It was just a constant verbal attack as well. So you probably didn't feel so good about yourself growing up as a child. No, I did not. I was very insecure. I was afraid. Hmm. And I didn't like myself, I remember, as a child because I started believing what she was telling me. So you thought you were ugly. Yeah, since so she would beat me and tell me I'm good for nothing. I was like, well, maybe I'm good for nothing. Wow. You had no purpose. You had no drive for your life. No real reason to get up except by fear. Exactly. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. You must have felt very stuck during this time. Mm -hmm. So you'd have bruises on your face and on your legs and places like that. So what did you do? How did you hide that from the school? Or did that bring shame for you going to school? And then you just show people? Tell us about that. 
No, she warned me ahead of time. Like she would make me wear long sleeves to go to school. And when I went to school, I knew I couldn't take the sleeves off. I'm from Florida, so it's super hot. Oh. And when I had to be outside with the kids playing, I was just drenching in sweat. But I knew I couldn't take the sweater off because they would see my bruises. Wow. And I knew if they saw the bruises, I would get in trouble because she would get in trouble. So I was very afraid. I couldn't say anything. If I had bruises on my head, because she would bang my head in the wall, she kind of styled my hair so the bangs would cover the bruises. But yeah, it was just constant hiding, constantly being insecure. I didn't feel accepted in school. I couldn't talk. I barely had friends. So it was just a very difficult time for me. So not only did you not talk to parents, you also didn't talk to anyone at school. You just felt very isolated growing up as a child. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to recognize you is you're wearing long clothes, you're not talking very much, you're just quiet, and you're just super introverted growing up as a child. Wow. Yeah. Gina, let's stop there. This is a horrible thing to hear how this is happening to you as a little girl, and you're just trying to be a help. And now it sounds like you are being beaten like a slave. It's so inhumane. I want to hear how bad it got and how you reacted from this growing up into adulthood. Gina, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about how these things can lead to a hatred of God right after the break. If you have a testimony you would like to share, you can audition to be on our show. Just go to www.therealliferadioshow.com. Click on Tell Us Your Story and follow the directions. You can fill out the guest release form and we will get back with you as soon as possible. If you need prayer or someone to talk to, you can always text us at 877-325-8030. Again, that's 877-325-8030. We look forward to seeing your text. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at www.therealliferadioshow.com. That's www.therealliferadioshow.com. Please help us to expand the reach of these shows. We couldn't do it without you. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We want to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's sad to hear what's happening in Gina's life as she was growing up with her stepmom. Did you know that stepchildren are more prone to a higher chance of some type of abuse from a stepparent? No, it's not this way in every remarriage or from every stepparent. However, according to Canadian psychologists Martin Daly and Margo Wilson, children are 40 times more likely to suffer abuse from a stepparent compared to those of biological parents. That's an alarming calculation. And here we're listening to Gina hash out what that really looked like for her. As I was listening to Gina's story, it was interesting to hear how the abuse didn't just come right out at first. Her stepmother appeared kind and nice to her, but as time went on, more of the picture was being revealed. The truth started coming out when she started being beat severely, to the point of leaving bruises on her body. Now, no young girl or boy should ever go through that. Notice the tactics of the stepmom's abuse. First, it was a verbal abuse, where it was name-calling, coercing her to behave a certain way. Then, when that wasn't enough, physical abuse followed. This is a classic pattern many abusers follow. Things start out nice, but then evolve from verbal to physical abuse in order to control a victim. Now, what is shocking is, as this is happening, it's likely that the father knew nothing of what was going on. 
Everything was hidden, but right in plain sight. Beloved, as we're listening to the story, was it God who was her oppressor? If you look from the outside, you can clearly see that this was demonic because it was oppressive, secretive. It involved lying and provoking Gina and also damaging her psychologically. This cannot be from God. Ancient scripture describes the devil as the father of lies, not God. In John chapter 8, verses 44, so anything that involves some type of secrecy or lying is always a key marker that it isn't from God, but it's from Satan. So how would Gina know this as a small child though? In the end, she ended up blaming God for the situation she grew up with. And a clear example of how the devil can do evil and then blame God who is good. Abuse is never from God because it's written in James chapter 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I think that's me. I've blamed my past situations on God. Father, reveal to us who the source is for the things that have happened to us in the past. And help us, Lord God, to not blame you, but to realize that you're great, that you're good, and that we need you in our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. You can listen to The Real Life Radio Show on Spotify, Alexa, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Samsung, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. See you next time.